What is that, torn? You got to be careful over that torn. You got to. What you mean? Like the shakes or the. Or the movement? Yeah. He said, don't be dancing too much. Don't dance too much. It's all good, man. The court is me. Has-Been's podcast, episode seven, man. Episode 143 overall, man. Season four, episode seven. We back in the building again. Torn, Mike, in the building. We got a special guest in the building. Stay, stay tuned. We'll let you know who this is shortly. But until then, man, again, Has-Been's podcast, episode seven. We back in full effect. We got a lot to talk about today. We'll do the mental health check-in and see what y'all been doing the last week in a second. But before we do that, man, let's get the moment of silence in, man, for our social media, Has-Been's Pod, Wildcard TV. All these things are subject to change. Um, just letting you guys know right now. I like that. I'm telling you now what it is. Hey, Today, it real. as of it. now, Wildcard TV, Okay, that's what the YouTube is. That's where you're going to find all our visual content at mm-hmm. for now. Wildcard Sports. What's up? <laughs> no. Wildcard Sports on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Obviously, man, shout out to our listeners. And actually, shout out to the YouTube, man. It's turning up over the last few weeks. Oh, some views, yeah. What? Come on, man. Turn this up real quick. Clap it up. Clap it up, man, for the, for the YouTube, man. Y'all turning us up. But, man, special shout-out to our listeners, man. Make sure you tap into us on your favorite podcast streaming platform. People forget, man, podcasts are originally and at their core audio enjoying experiences, man. So you got to make sure you are locked in on your favorite audio platform, man, because, you know, you might just be riding down the street. It's not safe to watch the YouTube. As much as I would like the views. I definitely still had the YouTube playing in the car. You got the little yeah, bracket, though. I you did have the bracket, but I now broke you that just shit trying it. to adjust it. See, now you just handing it. He's part of the problem in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely not. I'm calling I'm the police not. on you if I see you on that shit. Don't get your gunner shit on, man. <laughs> oh, don't get your gunner well, shit on. Well, first off, I don't know who gunner is, okay? I don't know who that is. I don't know who gunner is, but. I said gunner. I don't know what you're talking about. No Has been inspired. Whoa. Do a hard R and gunner. <laughs> you know what is this? Twan is, I want y'all to know Twan he's has. No, he's on. He's two, still on his gunner. He's shit, been drinking man. sangria, and he's been telling all my business. Wine. Yes, I am. I'm out of a. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get all. We're gonna get. We're gonna air Twan out real soon. But while we're doing that, we're gonna get back to the, the moment of silence. Shout out to the, the social media man. Moment of silence to our social media. Make sure you tap in with us. We're going to give you about 25 to 30 seconds to pull out your favorite cellular device, whether it's your phone, your iPad, your laptop. You lock in with us on all of those platforms, man. Okay. I don't think Monday's for drinking? Every day's for drinking. So why are you hating on me? I'm not hating. I'm drinking. It's so like hate. It's the way you was going about it, like a flag. Uh, it's the way. That it's real judgy. It's the way that you're behaving. The real one in the flask. I thought I was chilling. Like nah. Flask is just for the. You travel. dropped a hard er 30, 30 seconds into the pod. You're not. You're not chilling. <laughs> you are not chilling, Gunner. I didn't say Gunner. That was you. No, it sound. Everybody's in the same room. You got to check your headphones. You need to check yours. Oh, you don't have it? I ain't got none. That's the problem. You don't hear yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you hear yourself. But, man, let's get, let's get to our guest, man. She's over here sipping some of the finest wine that we had shipped straight in pre-show. This is just, It was brought from the vineyard. Mm. 
chill by hand. Exclusive. I'm just lying. I got that from Kroger. But she's sipping <laughs> the finest uh, vino in the building, man. You know, a friend of the show. Um, honestly, probably uh, been a friend of the show from the beginning. We'll talk about that after uh, we get the intro out the way. But obviously, we're still on our Tuskegee's tour. So this is a Tuskegee alum. Um, a a uh, former athlete, man, what people don't remember about you. Do you remember those days? I do. Um, much. I can say my jeweler because I, I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I got an Apple Watch. I didn't get this from her. I'm sorry, but I have. But <laughs> she's still my jeweler because uh, the only jewelry that I've ever purchased, I she got me right engagement ring. Hey, you dig? Oh, yeah, man. So just shout out to the to, to the the boss lady, man, the jeweler, the 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 one and only Yo Megs Gilchrist. In the building, man. Let's get the claps up. I couldn't put the music on, JD, because uh, YouTube will copyright you for that uh, that Bulls thing. I played it. I put it on some tracks, and then I like tried to upload to YouTube. They met me right at the door. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's supposed to be music in the background while I'm doing my intro. Get you all pumped up. I was like, let me try this out. YouTube don't play about sound, so I don't. No, I didn't try to speed it up, but I try. But I, I I couldn't come with it this week because it's like nah they're gonna they're gonna come for us. <laughs> I don't need any of those because they we, we're so close. Okay. Yeah, I always do that. With any sound that I use, yeah. How does YouTube feel about this sound? They don't like it. <laughs> but shout out to me. How you doing today? First and foremost, I'm doing good today. Thank you. We had Thank to get you, you a little me. little weight. Appreciate it. No, appreciate you coming because uh, we can't have a show without the people, the viewers, the listeners, the supporters, and Obviously, when we have guests, we all for sure as well. So appreciate you giving us some time. We gonna uh, we gonna talk about the journey. We gonna talk about the the jury game, and then we gonna go off. We gonna get has been style, and we gonna go crazy. But we gotta do our normal mental health check in. It's been a week since I seen the fellas. How y'all been in the last week? What's going on? I'll start off because I I want to shut up for a minute. I got a uh, a birthday this week. My son. Hey. hey, he turns one. Okay, it's up. It's huge. And I know y'all been hearing them in the background for about, uh, how many weeks is it in a year? In the 50, year? 54, 52. How many weeks in a row y'all been hearing this guy ruin my podcast? <laughs> that won't stop. He turns one on Sunday. Okay, that's big, that's man. Right. So I've been... Uh, Shout out to Cannon. So I've been planning a birthday party. It's stressful. Yeah, Fred. I'm doing the same. Never want to do this shit again. Bro, not get another birthday till he's 16. These birthdays <laughs> never stop. I know, 16? but he's not getting another party. Until, it's crazy. You know one thing I learned about birthdays? What? Especially early ones. What's happening? That shit remember. is stuff. I was trying to tell her that, but... They have no idea. Yeah. The first one's not for the kids. It's for you. I, I, I'm, I'm for noticing. You. I'm noticing. For you. So, um, <laughs> birthday party this so week. Okay. That's kind of just what I'm on. I'm uh, stressed out. But I'm gonna hold it together for the show. What about you, Mike Twan? Y'all good? Yeah, I'm pretty good, man. I got a family reunion coming up, so I mean, I've just been chilling for the most part. Okay. Yeah. I got a birthday party coming up too. Planning a pay six birthday. Was it in two weeks? Yes, yeah, in two weeks. Not this Saturday, but the next. And uh, it's been relaxing, you know. Uh, you know, it's a weekend off from you know parenthood for me, so I ain't do shit. Okay. I went to art show Friday. Ooh, that was cool. Fancy. Drank a little bit. 
Oh, Saturday, Sunday, in the bed, I'm washed, you know. You ain't gotta so I shit about you. me drinking, but like, if I go too hard, it's over for like two days. Yeah, that's, that's, that's how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Meg, how you doing? I mean, we haven't seen you in I feel crazy 143 weeks, but yeah, how have you been the last, you know, couple weeks? I've been pretty good. Um, summer, school's out. My daughter has me on my toes. We're on the belt line. Ooh. She's been rollerblading since she was about two years old. She's six. Mm-hmm. She's out there getting it, and she has me running after her. So, oh wow, that's a win-win, then, right? <laughs> that's um, a win-win. It's like free exercise. Yeah, it's you know good. what I mean. It's good. It's hot out there. It's it so is hot. hot. <laughs> right, it is hot. So hot. That's the imagine. downside to all of this. Is right. yeah. out of heat stroke is out there. You know yes. what I mean? You got to take it easy. And the kids don't care. They just they don't, don't go. Yeah, no, they just have. It's gonna go. You falling behind and wobbly. Mm-hmm. They just think you dance. They, like, <laughs> 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 they, you know, they mimic everything you do. You That's walk. A fact. You Me and Peg getting ready for the combine. I seen you. He yeah, over, he was over here smoking her. She challenged me to a race. I had to show her who the daddy was for real though. Yeah. We smoked her. That's she be nice. cheating though. She like, right, wait, wait. Ready, set, go. She's gone. Just take off. It's all good. Well, let's take off, man. Let's get the show going, man. Um, what number is my twenty? Let me see. Say something, twenty. Let me see what number you are. Yeah, okay. I'll just I'll just plug you back in whenever you need to talk. It's okay. It's okay. But we go. You you can sit back for a second because we. Wow. Hope you got insurance on that one. <laughs> you got a case, so you good. <laughs> okay, let's. Okay, let's let's get yeah. back. <laughs> I knew the screen was cracked after that. We got Megs in the building. Um, let's just introduce everybody to you, what you do. Let's start with your journey. Originally from Minneapolis. I hate saying this word. Minneapolis. Say it for me. Minneapolis. It's hard. Yeah, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. We don't say Twin Cities because we don't rep St. Paul. So, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, originally from from one of the cities in the Twin Cities, (laughs) the cool city. They got the Mall of America out there, though, right? Mall of America. Mall of out there. Uh, Grew up out there. um, Ended up moving to California, right? Came to Tuskegee. Came to Tuskegee. Then went to California. Then went to California. Okay. So she from from Minnesota. Oh, that's just hard to say. From Minnesota to Tuskegee. Talk to us, I guess, childhood. Talk to us about your childhood and what brought you from. Is that the Midwest? Yeah, Midwest. Yeah, I don't know about that. We have to refer. We have to go look at the, is it. It's Midwest. It's Midwest for sure. Not, are we sure? That's like Canada, yeah, it's dog. Like right there. We are the Midwest. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> look, all right, now. okay. Uh, but talk to us about your your early upbringing. What brought you to Tuskegee University? Because everybody who's been listening to the last few shows can see that, that Tuskegee somehow is this place of uh, untapped power. Mm-hmm. So explain to us how you went from your childhood to there, and then we'll 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 catch up and pick up from there. Okay. Um. So I grew up in the inner city, Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And um, junior high, I was in the suburbs and then went back to the inner city. So I had a little dabble of everything. Um, I grew up with my parents co-parenting. So I was back and forth between houses. Mm -hmm. I have eight siblings. 
No, there's eight all all together. I need a button. It's like shit. That's a big family. That's a right lot. There. Yeah. I'm the oldest girl. <laughs> oh, so you. Oof. So I have an older brother, and then my dad remarried and had six other kids: five girls, one boy. Yeah. Ooh. And and y'all all grew up in the same house together. Um, me and my brother did. Uh, and then we would visit my dad, and my dad is a pastor, so that was, um, it was strict over there. My mom grew up in church, so it was the same thing, but not, like, the same. Energy. Energy, yeah. Energy was different. <laughs> yes. So you grew up in a, I guess a church household, but you kind of got two tastes of it. I got, I got the taste, but also my parents divorced when I was three. So I had a different outlook probably from my younger siblings because I saw some some stuff go down, you know. Right. So my brother, actually, he's a little older, so he was in and out of the the system growing up. So I saw him going in and out of jail probably mm-hmm. most of my life. Um, so I would say I felt like a only child until I visited my dad, like, on the weekends. Okay. Okay. So – Childhood, so you you and your brother go through. I don't even. Uh, how's high school out there? Let's just high school. So I came from the suburbs. I was in junior high in in the suburbs in junior high. So in um, high school, got brought back to the inner city, mm-hmm. and that was kind of a shocker to me because you know you kind of get your identity in junior high, like yeah, you start going to parties, you start. For me, liking the other, the, yes, the, the, the liking other side. guys, yeah. you know. So I went from that. It was mostly a Jewish school, to be honest. Oh. And then yeah. brought to the. It was all. It was all in the car. <laughs> it was a Jewish high school, and they started playing Jewish with them diamonds. Yeah, you know I, mean? okay. I mean, I didn't see none of that, Full but circle. those kids did have money. They did okay. have money. I went to plenty of bar mitzvahs. Dang. Um. But then went to the inner city, and it was kind of, it wasn't like a shocker to me because, you know, grade school, I was in the inner city, but it was definitely like a different swag, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm going from Abercrombie and Fitch, and now we're wearing Nike Dunks. You okay. Know? So, it was like. <laughs> okay, so explain. So, now, how did you, how did you get to Tuskegee? Because everybody, torn from the West Coast, he ended up in the motherland. JD back there, he's from Birmingham. He was destined. He was <laughs> destined. Mike, he, I was destined. he spent the year there. But was, was his mom went there. And then me, I'm from Louisiana, but I was in Georgia. I came from Georgia. So mm-hmm. we all were, you know, the people in the South, it's kind of it makes sense. Torn, I don't know. The West Coast just kind of has this. Yeah, it's a, it's a pipeline. Really? Yeah, but. But what attracted you to the HBCU at coming out of high school? Was it pressure or was it like, I want to do this? Um, so they really didn't press, to me, they didn't press school uh, going to college at all. I think we had one kid who went to Howard. He came back to talk about HBCUs um, probably when I was like a junior or senior. But um, my best friend at the time, I don't know if you guys know her, Paris Perkins. Mm-mm. Um, she went to Tuskegee. I ended up going to Augsburg in Minnesota, and I hated it because my whole floor smoked cigarettes. They mm. had kegger parties. Ugh. 
I just PWI problems. Yes. It just <laughs> and I played volleyball. Yes. I walked onto the team, played volleyball, but this is what they were doing on the breaks. Mm-hmm. They're smoking cigarettes. And I'm like, like, this doesn't add up. This doesn't make sense to me. So I went to visit her at Tuskegee during spring break, I wanna say. And it was up. And it was literally Alpha party, Omega party. Every day it was a different party. And I was like, this is <laughs> this is the story was to. written. <laughs> it was on the walls. Come. <laughs> Byron Fagan. Oh gosh, it's a lot going on. Just um, Okay, so you you at that point you like I'm out. I was out. Um but <laughs> so I dropped out. So this was my first semester at Augsburg. So I dropped out of Augsburg. Um, and then I went to MCTC, which is a technical college in Minneapolis. I Mm -hmm. took a historically black, um, course, no, African American history. And then I also wrote for the paper for MCTC, Mm -hmm. but my teacher was from Harlem and he would cuss us out every day. He was like, <laughs> he was like, you guys are in a bubble. You don't know what's going on. Like, basically, Minnesota, Go y'all don't know yeah. what's going on. Yeah. So after him talking all that shit, I was like, all right, like, let me go do something. This probably isn't it. Mm-hmm. MCTC was basically all the high school kids in college. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, that's, that's not it. Yeah. It wasn't it. I feel like it's a requirement to... Uh, for everybody, I don't even give a fuck if you're from Los Angeles, California. You have to leave your city, wherever that is. Uh, it could be Atlanta, even though you're not from Atlanta, Mike. You're from Atlanta. No, you're not. It Mike didn't. Mike only came to Atlanta like to the few Falcon games he came to. Yeah, I realized yeah. that when if I like I was out here like like Mike, you've been here your whole life. Why are you wilding like you just? And I realized like, oh, he's from like 30 miles outside of here. Yeah, man, I was a kid, man, I'm growing he's up. Also a child. Yeah, <laughs> like nah. Right. Going to Freak Nick. What you talking All about? Right, turned up. Freak Nick. That's the baseline. As a kid. Well, let's get back to the show. <laughs> oh, hold on. I got what? me muted. I said Mike probably wasn't even born during Freak Nick. Yeah, I was born Maybe. in 94. He was a fetus. Damn. <laughs> don't say that again. Don't, don't say that again. Okay, but let's talk about Tuskegee. What you learned there. Um, and then getting out into the real world and kind of figuring out um, who you wanted to be. Um, had Drew on the show last week. Archie was on the show a few weeks ago. And each one of them kind of credit Tuskegee to kind of either giving them confidence or putting people around, like just the right type of people around them to make that turn in their life. What did Tuskegee do to you and what did that, that place mean to you? It meant a lot um, as far as just seeing more. Like, Minnesota is diverse, but it's it's in a different way. Um, a lot of people do look like me in Minnesota, right? Um, when I went to Tuskegee, it was like, you're a white girl. You're a <laughs> <laughs> or you're a... You're Spanish. Like, people were, like, trying to pick me apart. And it kind of, honestly, it gave me more of a backbone because it was, it was really like, no, this is, you could slide by in Minnesota, you know. But it was like, no, this is where I came from. Like, this is what I want to learn. You know, just a backstory. Both of my parents are adopted. Um, 
and they were adopted to all black families, they both had white mothers and black grandfathers. So they were both given up by white women, basically. Um, so I've always had some type of like, I always know knew who I was, but I also like, I don't know exactly where I came from, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, I knew my parents are mixed. I knew they were also identified as black, but I didn't know much. Like about kind of about the culture, I, the culture, all. anything like that, especially in Minnesota. It's mm-hmm. like, it's not. Right too it cold. It snows, yeah. bro. I'm like, first <laughs> off, it snows. Yeah. Constantly. But, Coming to Tuskegee, you saw everything. You saw East Coast. You saw down South. You saw people coming from money. You saw people coming from the islands. You know, Mm. everything that I saw, I was like, wow, like, never saw anything like that. Like, Minnesota is a bubble, but that just opened up my eyes with the fashion, with, you know, even, like, demographics of black people. Right. So, um... I think that was super important, especially with what I'm doing now with mm-hmm. fashion. I've always been into it, but like just being able to like look at people every day, <laughs> like how they came to the yard, that fascinated me. Like mm-hmm. people put a lot of effort in how they looked and how they mm-hmm. presented themselves, how they went to class. Yeah, it was, it was definitely a different, like you say, energy. Like, because I think all of us, like it, me, I know like, all of us kind of like are all in our like our little places. Uh, me, it was you know I went to high school in Georgia. Mike, Twan, everybody, JD, we all kind of were in our areas, and that was like what we knew. You know those type of black people and the black people you came around. And I get over here, and I always tell the story. Dirty for Air Force One guy over here. I'm like, you know, people in the South, we we damn near not trying to crease the toes up. I got them like that's my rain shoes. Yeah, I'm like this. <laughs> These are the shoes he wearing in class and f- to fuck up. What is he doing? Yeah, what is he? Yeah, thick like? soles. All the shoes are vans and shit. What am I supposed to do with that? I, I used to rain. Huh? Is it? No, I think, no, no, that's you. Okay. No, 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 no. It's, 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 uh, oh, it's me. Yeah, you got to play with that right there. Okay. Sometimes it go in and out. But, um, yeah, but it, it made me realize, like, it was just so much more to black people than just what you had seen up to date and then it gave you like like you said you saw people who came from money I'm like okay black folks got bread cause you know I'm looking around I'm like, <laughs> 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 I, if you, your parents got a, a whip with the third seat in it you hitting you know what I mean <laughs> where I'm from for real <laughs> I had no idea my grandparents my mom's parents they didn't know how to read really you know like my grandma my grandma knew how to read for my grandfather he was the breadwinner but it was just like it was totally different but when you saw generational wealth coming through there it was like oh okay like yeah like my, my granddad was like the the provost at tuskegee in like right. 18 <laughs> 1905 I'm like oh wow well amazing my, yeah my uncle worked at general motors i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> But no, nah, real talk. Like I, I think that every like you hear everybody's story, and it kind of sh- HBCUs. I'm sure all of them done this, but obviously we had a lot of Tuskegee people. So Tuskegee people always say that like it brought like a sense of pride to you, and it kind of gave you like a confidence that like oh, okay, I can actually like go out and be somebody. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what I think is important, like, for Tuskegee. It allowed people to get out of those bubbles. But it put you in, like, this real safe bubble, like, built your confidence up, like, built your arm, like you say, built your armor up, like, because black people, we're, we're judgy. Like, you're going to be <laughs> black. You got to be about, judgy. you got to be really about it. It was yeah. very judgy my first semester. I definitely <laughs> built up my confidence. Um, but by the time I left, like, you know, the locals they're like what's up red you know like yeah. i had nicknames around red <laughs> around town <laughs> really a town a town. <laughs> town with a square in it yeah all right so let's get let's get to the fun stuff you you leave school you 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 know you're working with a few startups in music production a couple fashion brands blogs jewelry companies and then you finally settle in on your own brand what um went into that decision? Because it's always, for me, it was like a just I was sitting around, down on my luck. Um, life just wasn't going. I envisioned it. The dreams they sold me was not happening. I'm like, I'm not happy here. And I realized, like, if I died today, this was my, like, literally moment. I was sitting down, like, I was, like, at a traffic light somewhere in Atlanta. And I was, like, looking at a homeless dude, like, ask for change. I'm like, if I died today, like, just as mean people would care about what me and what I did is this guy. And it's like no shots at him. It's definitely shots no, at him. No, it's not. No, 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 no. I don't think it's shots at him, but I mean, it's, no it's obvious, though, if you stand on the corner You've made a choice shaking a cup, yeah. something about the choices you made in life put you there. And, I'm, and you think to myself, it's like based off what I've done so far, I'm like a decision or two away from being right there. So it was like, I wanted to put myself in a position where I could build something where I, I would never be a step away from right there. What was your motivation getting out of school, going through the journey you went through as far as everybody kind of took those jobs? Uh, the people who didn't have the, he the head start with nepotism and stuff like that and, and just the pre preloaded uh, advantage, what did it look like for you and kind of what was that, that sparking point? So I wasn't like into – <laughs> at Tuskegee. Um, I definitely played sports and I knew how to network to pass the test. Let's just say that. Come on now. Amen. So, but when they did all the conferences and all that stuff, I didn't know what to do. And to be honest, I wish I did. You know, oh, I understand. Going up to the different companies and all that, I had no idea. And I, I was like that in high school too. Um, but I do remember them pressing entrepreneurship at the end um, and that that was going to become a thing. And honestly, I think we were there at the perfect time when social media was sprouting. It's fresh. Up. It was like Twitter is it just started. fresh. So basically my whole network was Tuskegee. Um, I think the timing was impeccable. Um, but I did move to L.A. I slept on my mom's floor. It's probably the side of this room, her whole studio, apartment. Um, had no idea what I was going to do. And I, I remember the economy was, like, terrible at that time. It was, like, what, 2010, 2011. Mm -hmm. I was supposed to graduate 2010. Mm -hmm. Had to go back for one class. Walk 2011. <laughs> you know how that goes. hella ghetto yeah, when yeah, it comes to that shit. happens. Um, she had a line. Yeah. So I couldn't find a job, so I just started working for startups, interning, wasn't making any money, um, and I ended up working for a music production company, mm -hmm. and 
I I was doing all the hiring for for the film, for the stylist, for anybody that was a part of the show. I was doing all the hiring. And, you know, I did rave review at Tuskegee. Mm-hmm. And I remember they told us to make pre- prepare the little bags that you had to bring for the show, right? So mm-hmm. you bring, like, extra white shirts, ex- jewelry, shoes. Like, you just have all the things in case you need it for a show. So I started doing that, but I did that with jewelry. Because mm-hmm. the stylist I hired, she had some fly clothes, shoes, all that stuff. But she never brought jewelry. And so I just started making stuff like out of my mom's computer parts, her purses. I'm just ripping stuff up, just doing it. To mm-hmm. do it. But I show up on sets and the models and the artists are wanting to buy the stuff that I'm making. Mm. And, you know, I'm not getting paid at all. I'm on set all day. Sometimes I'm not getting lunch. You know, like, I'm hungry at this point. I'm going from, I'm living on Slauson and West in L.A. I'm taking the bus because Uber wasn't around mm. <laughs> downtown. And, you know, I'm, I'm definitely hungry at this point. So I'm like, fuck it. Like, all this stuff that y'all doing, fuck it. I started a website as soon as people started buying the jewelry. (laughs) I started a website, learned how to upload all my stuff, make uh, product descriptions, use my social media to tweet whatever I was doing. Like, I literally just learned the system as I was going, and that's how it started. Mm -hmm. And you were just selling uh, jewelry made out of a computer, like computer computer conductors, fucking (laughs) transistors. Yeah, that's tough. That's fire though. Um, so you, so it was kind of what? Did, what do they call that style of? Um, I don't want to say arts and crafts. That's not it. That's not. I've been drinking a little I don't wine. Really don't know. Was, I would call it found object. <laughs> <laughs> it was literally found object. It like, was. It was just like we're gonna call it recycling. I like exactly. that. I was saving the earth. You, that's <laughs> what it was. You, you know, we purpose. <laughs> just kidding, like, yeah. what it is. You know, you don't. You started a recycling company, not a jewelry. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, okay, that's that's actually dope. Um, so then from there, you got the kind of you're making handmade, one of a yeah. kind. Obviously, one of a kind pieces. Mm-hmm. People are buying them. What is the next step in the business plan? All right, you you got the website. You're teaching yourself. Like you said, this is kind of the same energy we got in here. Whereas I just had a vision. I'm like, I want to start a media company. I want to tell our culture story the right way and not kind of vulture off of it. Um, and it kind of went from one thing to the next. It was like, okay, I have to learn how to set up a scene and then learn how to edit a scene and learn how to light a scene. What was the next step for you? Is like, all right, you kind of developed this e-commerce platform, mm-hmm. uh, making your own jewelry. What's next? What's the what's the what's the next step in the story? I guess. Um, so I started getting so again, social media is pretty new, mm-hmm. and I remember I don't think stylists were a thing that was like known for real, for real. I mean, of course they've been around, but like now they're on social media. Now you can see their resume. So I'm getting people hitting my DMs that are stylists around L.A. because they're seeing my work. And now people are asking my stuff to be in showrooms. Um, so there was one guy in particular, uh, E. Burns. He was with Prep Jerks. He's still around styling everybody. 
but I put like everything that I made in his showroom. Mm-hmm. I didn't know the rules, regulations for any of that stuff. I just gave him everything. So I would look up. He has my stuff on Basketball Wives. He has my stuff on Keisha Cole's album. He has my stuff in all these different things, but he's never putting my name on it. Y'all's going to ask, is he like citing you and all of this? He's never, he stealing your stuff. He's never citing me, but he's booking all of his jobs on my product that's in his showroom. But I mean, like kudos to him. I didn't know the, the rules though. Like I should have had a contract, like, you know, mm-hmm. I should have went, knew that part of business. But at the same token, like the people that needed to see it saw it. You and knew like, you had hey, some. I love that. Can I, so orders started coming from those different shows. It was mm-hmm. basically free advertisement coming from him. Yeah. It, you know, you kind of mm-hmm. lost the bag. That you could have got, but yeah. you got Off way more exposure yeah. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, because it's like he stole the shit up front, but he had to come back to the plug. Yeah. He had to come back. So the source. I mean. And you know what? I did an event one time. It was a, it, I, don't, I don't even remember what kind of event, but we had to do gift bags for everybody. And mm-hmm. so I went to a showroom and I took everything back. Yeah. And put everything <laughs> in the gift bags. <laughs> And that was Got the end of our relationship, but yeah, yeah, repurpose. Got him. I'm a recycler for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's good. That got to be like the next step in like the business. It got like recycling company has to happen. Yeah. Um. So now you go, you got the orders coming in. You got the kind of recognition. How do you go from there? to where you are today. And I know you wrote in here that you, like you said, you started this homeless sleeping on your, your mom's floor. Mm-hmm. At this point, had you had your daughter yet? No. I wouldn't even call that part homeless. That's yet. not the homeless part yet? It's not even homeless. Okay, let's yet. get us there. So get, <laughs> so get us it. from now. All right, get us to the next step. Get it from startup in, the, in mom's studio. So now you are a parent. And you are sitting out here in the world trying to figure out what am I going to do with my business yes. as a parent? Because this this is a different, and I'm talking to the listeners real quick, this is a different journey because a lot of people that we've talked to who have started business kind of didn't have this one roadblock. And that parenthood roadblock is a big one. So we got a lot of people to listen to us that are parents that think that the world is it's over for them and their dreams. After they have a child or any circumstance, but children are really, really do it to people. So this story is, is definitely for those people out there with children, with responsibilities. It don't even have to be children. Dogs don't count. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it's what a, else could it be? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like taking care of your parents. I know oh, I have so people good. who are like taking care of elderly parents. It has to be like a real responsibility, right. not a dog. Yeah, dog dog's not dog is not done classified. So, Mike, you're, out, you're not in. But, yeah, talk to us about going from that phase to the next phase of being a parent and kind of what that looked like as a business owner and what it and how your business transformed during that period as well. Yeah. So, in L.A., I got to the point where I was in a, you know, a bigger apartment. I was running an office out of my place. At one point, I did, because I was doing side gigs. I started bartending and stuff mm-hmm. but to supplement the business. But at one point, I did quit, and I was full-time jewelry in L.A., which is pretty good for L.A. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's expensive. Yeah, for sure. But um, so 
so I met somebody, and I was like, you know, into him. So I moved to Atlanta. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, you know, I kind of thought about it, how my business is going to operate in Atlanta. And I was like, oh, you know, most of my orders are coming from the South. So I was like, I should be good. I don't think I took in consideration um, my suppliers, mm. <laughs> which are in L.A. But I do have good relationships with the people I do meet still in L.A. Like, we can text, whatever. But also, Atlanta's dynamic is different, like, you can't, I put together so many photo shoots for jewelry in LA. It was easy. You just call your friends because everybody's trying to build their portfolio. Everybody's a model. Everybody's a, mm-hmm. a photographer, videographer, whatever. So they, they're on it. And especially at that time, um, I feel like everybody was hungry. You mm-hmm. know? Um, but Atlanta is different. Like people weren't as willing to just show up for a photo shoot. I don't mm. think, I honestly don't think I've had a real photo shoot just for my brand still. I've been here seven years. Wow. Damn. Yeah. Hating ass Atlanta. <laughs> I think I put one together, two people flaked right before it, and I was like, never again. Like, I'm done. Mm. <laughs> but, the brunch. But, yeah, they were at brunch, for sure. You no, know, I was still selling a little bit, but it did feel very, it felt very dry. You mm. know, like, mm. it felt like, this was the time to pivot. I think that's the first time I felt like, okay, you got to switch it up. Yes, sw- okay. Because and what was that switch up? The switch up was, you know, after having my daughter, I was like, I can't, you know, I'm s- making these earrings all day off the top of the dome for like, what, 35 to $55. I was shortchanging myself for sure. Mm-hmm. But I had no idea because I was so fresh. Like, mm-hmm. this is easy to me, so I'm going to sell it for this much because I know how much the, the materials cost. But, you know, looking back now, I should have been up Taxing. Yeah. For sure. Especially down here. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, having my daughter, I'm realizing I can't sit and devote a whole day to $45, $55 earrings. You know, like mm-hmm. this isn't doing nothing for us. Um and, you know, I quickly realized after having my daughter, I was going to have to do this, you know, as a co-parent. Um, so I was like, I got to get it, how I got to get it. And the first thought I ever had was I need to do gold teeth. We're in Atlanta. And um, it was funny because Herm Shock hit me up mm-hmm. randomly. I put it in the universe. He hits me up like the next day. He's like, I want to introduce you to P.I., who runs A-Town Grills in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And I told P.I. what I wanted to do. He invited me up to his shop. He taught me how to mold somebody the very next day. So I ran with that, packaged a mold kit, and said, hey, I'm doing grills. People started buying the mold kits. Like, they were flying off the shelf. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. <laughs> but the mold kits are going right so i'm like oh shit i'm doing gold now so So basically basically i had to figure it out Mm -hmm. so i figured out where america's mart is here in atlanta that's like the gold district fashion district i would compare to la Mm -hmm. so i just started first of all i didn't have a badge you have to have a badge to get in there i'm sneaking in the building 
from the the garage. <laughs> Savage. Not, sticky finesse right there. Let me not tell you. It teaches you, 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 you gotta get it how you yeah. can. Look, I'm so used to this That's coming. Hey, I'm coming through the. I got yes, an appointment. I used to sneak in. That's a fact. Skiggy taught her for sure. To skiggy everything, <laughs> all of it. But snuck up. I would just walk the hallways, try and figure it out. It's a huge building, so I walk through it every day. I'm very like inquisitive. So if I see something that you're doing, I'm trying to figure out what you're doing, how you do it, whatever. So basically, I I think I eventually started working for a silver company up there. And then I started figuring out how to put together pieces from start to finish. Mm -hmm. And it eliminated me doing the hands-on work that I was doing. Mm -hmm. Because if you you ever have a chance to come visit me up there, um, it's basically, there's a floor of jewelers. It's like a jewelry ecosystem. It's crazy. Everybody has a specialty. So you have somebody that will melt your gold, somebody that will put your gold in a mold, somebody who will polish it, somebody who sets, like, every little step. So that's all I did was learn people, what they did, and I kind of came up with, like, who I wanted to roll with every day, basically. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so she she kind of... That's a lot right there. Yeah, she kind of yeah. jumped into the head first, into the, the grill game, yeah. unknowingly. She became the new Paul Wall overnight. <laughs> People's champ. Yeah. <laughs> y'all got anything for We at the halfway point. Twan, Mike, y'all got anything? I know we get lost in these convos with our guests. Um, I guess my question is with the co-parenting thing, how do you balance or how did you decide to be an entrepreneur and take that risk being a single parent? Because when I did it, I was scared to lose that security and lose that like insurance and the constant paycheck, what gave you the confidence to be able to step out like that? Um, I mean, it it was scary, but I think I knew deep inside I didn't want to lose myself. And I, I honestly, like, there's that little bit of selfishness that I do have where I was like, I'm not losing it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get it right, how right. I want to get it. You know what yeah. I mean? But I, I did have a lot of side hustles. If I could tell you all the jobs I had in Atlanta, <laughs> she just looked through your soul. Right. Yeah, I'm like, I had to look away. I'm like, don't tell me. I'm, I'm thinking of the resume. Like, I think Whoa. this is what set it off, though, is because I've always kept a job. And if I left your job, I can still go back. Mm-hmm. Like, I can go to L.A. and go get back whatever job I've ever had, right? But in Atlanta, when I was pregnant, I was getting fired. Like, every time they could tell, and I was small, too, like, I would wear a dress that just showed that I'm pregnant. I lost the job the next day. I think I had like three or four jobs during pregnancy. That's crazy. And so I was like, you know what? I have to, I have to figure out how to do this now. Or else. So you basically didn't have a choice. Because I already knew I was on that, the trajectory that I was going to be doing this as a co-parent. Like I already knew, you know, being pregnant. So I started doing little side hustles. I flipped Ikea furniture. Um, (laughs) Uh, <laughs> this is savage. I like this. Though. This is skiggy. She's my, yeah. this is like the the the. This is real skiggy shit right here, y'all. Get no. it, my boy. In no. the worst way. No, Can I tell you this hustle though? Because it is like fast. I need to hear about the IKEA. Oh, let me know. I'm okay, so down. look on the recall list, right? So they have a recall. All the things that might kill or injure somebody. <laughs> so 
you look through it, you find it. So at that moment, it was a huge thing that the dressers are falling over on children. Wow. So she cuffed all of them dressers <laughs> and was flooding the market <laughs> with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. The prices was price cut like 90% for real to get no, this. So what they were doing is they're return that dresser, you get full price back because the lawsuit was crazy. Mm-hmm. So I'm going on Craigslist and Facebook market and finding anybody that has a dresser for sale for $20, $30, I'm buying it. I'm pregnant, picking this up in a pickup truck, driving back to Ikea and getting $300, $400, paying my bills. That's tough. Me. <laughs> Okay. Let's go, man. That's real. That's a you're a real hustler. That's why I want you to know that. That's hustling right there for sure. It's for yeah. I had a a lot of that going on, and it was very um, unorthodox. People were (laughs) wondering what's up with me. But kids, kids, I need to incorporate some of that shit, bro. Will make you do some wild shit. Whatever. Yes, it's like dog. It's like the minute he was born, like. It's different. another gear. It's like, yo, you start to like, yeah, it puts you in like a almost a desperation mode. It's you feel me? Constantly. Like I've learned how to sell things that who knew you could sell. <laughs> you know, like I'm figuring out the hustle of how to return things to Target to get diapers. Yeah, like, I'm on that type of time. Um, I had to figure out a job where my daughter could come with me, so I went on Care.com. This is an inventory. Uh, what is this? Informational. Informational. In case you guys need some. Yeah. It's a step by step. Care.com. They have driver jobs, right? Where you can drive kids to and from places. So Mm. I talked to this lady. She she was like the CEO of TNT or something like that. Come to find out. Mm. Didn't even know. But I drove her daughter to and from the horse um, riding lessons. And I told her up front, my daughter is going to be in the car. She was like two months. My daughter's screaming for hours in the back because she's hungry. Like, but I can't pull over in traffic and breastfeed her. But literally, that's how I hustled. Like, that's during tough. the breastfeeding. Shit, sheesh. You are different. You, yeah, big applause. Yeah, it's like, big man, I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm thinking my hustle strong. This is, no. I need to step my shit up. Um, let's take a step back. Well, first, Mike, you got anything for for that for I. No, I'm in awe right now. I'm over here just taking notes. Okay. Notes. Okay. So let's yeah, let's care.com trying to get side hustles right now. Let's step yeah, let's step clutch. into <laughs> let's step back into your well, we're in the pregnancy, like the, the early parenting phase. You said that you knew you were gonna be a co parent during pregnancy. So I know you moved to the A, chasing love. Love obviously didn't didn't show his face as you anticipated it. So Early in the pregnancy, why, oh, I don't want to get in your business. Hold on. Let me ask this question <laughs> properly. Yeah. What was the, like, was there, like, a specific moment where you knew, like, this wasn't going to work? Was, to, I guess just talk, walk us through that. I don't want to, I just want you to just talk. I don't want to kind of, I don't like to be intrusive, but I like to let people kind of tell it. How did you know that it was like, all right, I'm going to have to do this on my own? Yeah, I think the only thing I can say real is I'm very unproblematic mm-hmm. you know like I don't like drama at all and I think when I saw somebody like battling whether or not 
they wanted to be with me, but they couldn't voice it. I was just like, that's not for me because, mm-hmm. you know, this person knew me for a very long time. So it was like, you know, where I'm from, who I am, you know, my family. Like, it was one of those situations like, all right, bet. Like, I just got to, I got to do me. Like, mm-hmm. I can't convince <coughs> you. Okay. It, <laughs> so, I kind of went through a, a period like that in my relationship where it was like, I didn't, not like, it was like, you know, you just, you're going through that. I guess just a man phase where it's like you're scared of like losing out on everything. You think you're missing out on something, so you just like hella just second guessing everything. Like, is this I it? Huh? I that. What's that? What if you with somebody and you know that they deserve more than you, but you don't really want to, or you can't really? I don't know, man. I think that's a cop out. Yeah, it sounds like a cop-out. It sounds like yeah. a cop-out. Because it's like... Do the job. What you mean? What's stopping you from... Yeah, what's stop, if you're there and you got the job, right. what's stopping you from doing the job? Yeah. Just do the job. Because the only job is parenting. Huh? Yeah, just do the job. Okay. I say the only job is parenting, though. Like, you don't have to be in a relationship with the other person. You can co-parent and still do the job. 100%. Yeah. But I think he was talking about like being with somebody yeah, and you thinking that yeah. you're just not. No, you got to get out of there. You're not worthy. Right. What does that mean? I don't know. I don't. I don't look at it. JD, I mean, you I, worthy. Like that is yeah. yeah. You worthy, JD. If you get the if job, you worthy. You, you, you just got to put in the work. It was like, <laughs> oh, okay. She let you okay, hit it, so you worthy. <laughs> oh my god. She let you hit it, so you worthy. Oh god. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes. It's always an option. So I mean, she let you in there. Got you. You worthy. I appreciate it. Boiler the story. You worthy, JD. No, you're worth, bro. Don't let them talk you down. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. ever right. doubt yourself. <laughs> so you go. <laughs> <That's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> so you go from uh, we start off in a co-parenting situation. So, um, oh shit. <laughs> well, let me say, I didn't start off. Okay. I, I had a lot of back and forth. I'm not gonna lie, because. You know, growing up in a church household. You want that, that family. Kind of, you want yeah, the you family. Make, make so that wasn't in me to just be like. Right. Just give up. Sell out for the that family. That wasn't me. So I was yeah. like, okay, let me at least exhaust all possibilities. Because I don't want to be wondering. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on it. And I probably put myself through hell. I say, I'm getting PTSD that. just listening yeah. to you say that. Yeah. That's trying how, all the yeah. What'd you ways. learn from that? That's what I was about you to do. say because it's like everybody kind of goes through that differently and some people, like you say, they they do everything they possibly can and to an extent where you may put yourself through mm-hmm. a lot of shit you don't have to go through. What did, how did that impact you with the relationship you had with the father of your child and moving forward and kind of like relationships you've had since then? Um, I mean, so relationships after child, outside of who you had a child with, is to me is hard mm-hmm. because That's fuck. it's so hard. Because first of all, <laughs> it eliminates it really eliminates all the f boys because it's just like you. I see how you act, and you're not about to do that in front of my kid, mm-hmm. even though you're not even there yet. Like I already see it. So yeah, it's we're good. You on know you. what I mean? So. It definitely puts you in a different ball game of the type of man. <laughs> um, but what was your question again? How did it, how did it impact your relationship with the father of your child and moving forward? How did like that situation kind of impact you moving forward? Um, I mean, 
with other people? I, I really feel like I did put all that I could put into it, but I think there are certain people that are you come across, and I think it was hard for me because I don't come across that a lot because, I, again, I really do think I'm un- unproblematic. So when somebody is just so stuck on, like, not vibing with you, or but the reason you're even there is because they went so hard for you to be there, I'm just, it really, it spun me in some circles to be honest with you. Um, But so moving forward, I think I am more cautious. Um, Honestly, I haven't really dated. Like, I'll do some casual dates. Hit a a movie or something. But, like, I haven't taken anybody serious. But I think Atlanta is also... The worst place to do this shit in the world. Yes, Atlanta is so different. Like, LA is... (laughs) What is Hinge? It's a dating site. It's a dating app. You know, I did try a dating site for the first time this year. Didn't work. It's it's weird. It's just a weird process. I don't it's really weird. like that either. Like people just at like fuck you with could, the gram now. You yeah. could get all these people in, your, in the message part, right? But then you're just asking how their day is, answering how your day. I can't do that. What are you yet. doing at work? What are you doing at work? Are when, are, when are we linking up? That's the question. That's the main. That's question. what it is. That's yeah. the it trying to Once get a sneaky link. Once we get to that point, I delete the app because I'm not going. <laughs> oh God! I gotta pull up. <laughs> I'm not going. <laughs> so, do you see yourself finding love again and settling down? We trying to sell Meg off on the show, y'all. Y'all don't see this. Okay, <laughs> don't sell me on here. But let me tell you something. I feel like. You know, I told you about my hustle, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like a dude has to go 10 times harder, but also be able to, like, put me in my place, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Because I feel like if I'm going circles around you... You don't really need them. Right. Yeah. I see that. So see that. I, I really need a real leader-type dude that already got his shit together, probably. Okay. We need. She needs a real hustler, guys. I can't get into a camera. She should have... I should have let you get me in there. She needs a real hustler, guys. Step, step your hustle game up. Yeah, for sure. That's hey, look, we rooting for you because I, I one thing I have noticed in like my journey is it actually gives you like a a sense of calm. Sometimes when you just have a partner that you know kind of got you. You know what I mean? So it kind of give you that that confidence to kind of jump a little harder than. You know, if you're already going 100 miles an hour, we're kind of give you that energy to go 110, 120, you know what I mean? So we're rooting for, I'm rooting for Tuan. I'll be, try, be trying to sell Tuan off, too. Every weekend, we be out, if we ever go to the bar. This shit is tough, man. Whoever it's we tough. with, I'm like, Tuan, you better get on that. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but we, huh? You said somebody you be out like that? Like, 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 Yeah, I, I, I what bar, JD asked is, could. would I meet, would I date a girl? That I met at a bar. Obviously, I'm I'm uh, practically married people, so I'm just speaking hypothetically here. Okay. Because uh, I would hate to see this clipped up. Yeah, clear like, Yeah, let's get that clear right now. Um, but what I've learned, what I've learned is you can, you can't be picky about like and and think about it like that because you can meet amazing people like anywhere. Um, like you say, you met uh, a C level whoever that was CEO of uh, TNT. TNT. Just driving, you know, kids to and from uh, 
the, the what is it, horse class? What is it? Yeah, so it's like equestrian. Yeah, equestrian class. You can meet. So I I have this argument with my friends. You can meet the the person that may change your life in the McDonald's parking lot. You know, what I mean, I mean, not to make drive to. Might have to fuck somebody a, up in the McDonald's. It's an aggressive. It's an aggressive. Obviously, thought like the thing that you'll meet your soulmate, and they work at McDonald's in the drive to. That's not it. But I like to take it a step. For, I like like think about a barista at that Starbucks. You know what I mean? Look, got a little more sense, right? That's you, not it either. You can't. You you wouldn't wife up a barista. She addicted to caffeine. Other than that, <laughs> I think that's a big problem. What about a, a bartender at a bar? You like you like alcohol. <laughs> I mean, if she knows her limits, that's cool. Because most coffee people do. What? They know the amount of coffee they need every day. That's it. And they'd be good. Their fix is in the morning. That's it. I'm a once every month and a half coffee person. Yeah, I don't drink coffee. But could y'all date like uh, somebody who, I mean, like, I guess where would be the optimal place for you to meet like a grocery store? Grocery store? I like that. Yeah. Always now, what I before b- before I got out the game, the grocery store is definitely where you go. I know a Whole Foods horror story. Oh, yeah, we need to hear that. But oh. but grocery stores are hit because yeah, I don't move into a neighborhood unless they got pretty women in the grocery store locally. Yeah, because grocery stores indicate somebody who uh, I like the demographics a, to be nice. It's a science with him, man. You know, what I'm it's saying? it's really a scientific. If you see her in the grocery store, first you got to take the cart out now. Don't just just don't just write her off. She's in a grocery store. Fiji water, huh? Mm. <laughs> but I think going to the grocery store speaks directly to not being in the streets as much. You go in there, that. you see she's buying food. Got her some ground turkey. That's got not her. what that means. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. This is Atlanta. I've been we in literally the go out. They every don't have day. furniture, bro. You think they got food in their refrigerator? The yeah. ones that's out there, they don't have furniture. Noodles and noodles. That don't count. It's not that many people with no furniture like you be saying. <laughs> so I don't know why. Yeah, where have you been? He he really. This is guy problem. I be trying to give him a, all of them don't have furniture. I'm gonna say this, and I ain't gonna say no name. She here. Better hit Meg up for the IKEA furniture. Yeah. Well, Atlanta's a tricking ass city. Yeah, they don't have furniture, bro. They just go out and they don't have furniture. They don't have food. They don't have the F and F. Furniture is expensive, though. though. That yeah. is the hustle. That's no, it's not might. It's she the hustle. Might be stacking on the low. No, she's not. No, no, no. She's going out to get to get food. Like they go out in hopes that some guy is going to buy them food and buy them drinks, and, and then they go home and they got their little thirty-two inch TV. With a little, Those with a fire stick hooked up to it. Bro said the 32 inch. I know a young professional lady got a small TV in her living room and she got swimming. She just thought she got a projector now. All right, so that's different. That's different. That's different. That's they different. really don't be He's talking about just a 32 inch. And it's fat back. On the floor. On the that floor. shit heavy. It's one of like the plasmas, not a flat screen. So it's like yeah. 70 pounds for real. The ramen noodles. <laughs> you, you don't have friends that don't have furniture? Everybody has furniture. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I would say that's what they I say got houses, they got jobs, they really? got cars. Amen. Huh? Oh, yeah, man, we do that. We get houses out here. Let's get it. But, Torn, I want you to know, you need to stop. You need to get out here and you need to see more. You're obviously not out here sleeping with enough women. You're clearly Whoa. not. Not today's era, <laughs> not bro. It. You got to relax. You got to relax. This the streets too, are hot. Too you much wine? Yeah. I'm tripping. way too much. He's been, yeah. he been giving him my business all day. That's not. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. My bad, y'all. Look, that would even make JD turn around. We're moving back to Meg. Let's get out of here. Uh, 
Whoa. Let's talk about <laughs> food times don't count as furniture. Okay. We're moving off of furniture. <laughs> We're not furniture. <laughs> No, no, no don't. okay. So you say, um, <laughs> let's. St- I mean, we, we're talking about starting from nothing, no furniture. But you started a business from nothing. What was the sec? Let's talk about the second homeless moment. Wh- when did okay. that come, and how did that impact you? So that was a moment when I kept on exhausting all possibilities, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but our situation was a little. I don't know if I want to get that deep on here, but it was a little emotionally abusive, I'll mm-hmm. just say. So, it, it, But it was very covert, so nobody would know. Nobody would know. Like, family members, nobody. But it got to the point where I was just like, I have to get out of here because, like, I wasn't able to flourish. I wasn't able to do what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I literally, one day, when they were gone, packed all my stuff, put it in a storage and slept on a couch, but at the same time, I opened the store, <laughs> but I knew I had to do that, so I opened up the store that I have now um, downtown. I knew that if I opened it up, that more people were going to come in, and the business was going to take off, because at that point, like, it was it was really bad. Like, I just didn't want to be at home, mm-hmm. and I was working out of a bag, Basically, so I have all these little jewelry parts in a bag and losing shit. Like, Just you going can't keep it. up with all you know, the yet. small parts yeah, in, in a bag. bag. Yeah. Um, luckily, my one of my homeboys, um, Danny Cruz, he owns a tattoo shop out here in Atlanta. He let me just come into the shop and mold people and have meetings there for a while. So Got you right. I was able to do that. But then once the store was open, like I was there from probably 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, just putting it in, putting it in, trying to figure it out. Shut. Twan. Yeah. Mentally, I did it on purpose, and it probably, it probably. Honestly, it hindered a few things, but it was one of those, you know, when you're in that mental space where you're just like, I can't think outside of you type of thing. Like, you have to remove yourself just to get back, get to, back breathe, to who you were. Because, yeah. like, that was not who I was, and that's not who I wanted my daughter to see either. Because, uh-huh. like, that's, that's not even how mom operates, you know? Like, right. So it was one of those situations. Like, it was... It was my cousin, but she let me know, like, a few days in, like, hey, when are you leaving? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And so it was one of those situations, like, I didn't I didn't feel comfortable yeah. ever. Like, I got to figure something That's out some and okay. get the out of here. Okay. So now you got the business open, and now we're going to kind of take it off. off we're going to start getting off the rails a little bit. Um, because now you got a business open, and you are now – crafting you've you've kind of figured out what you want to do you still i think you're still doing the grills today still right still got that in the wheelhouse you kind of get into um different aspects you start making custom um chains and pendants and pieces and all the way up to the point where you pretty much got me my you start doing engagement rings and things of that sort so You've built a business up kind of to like 
from handcrafted kind of jewelry from spare parts to now you're kind of like a not kind of you are the jeweler where somebody will come to you and you could if they need a grill you can get it made if they need an engagement ring you can get it made they need a chain you can find it they need a pendant made you can you know mm-hmm. there's almost nothing that you know uh uh an average jewelry connoisseur collector or the average need of a jewel somebody from jewelry that you can't handle um when did you know that that was kind of the place that you wanted to go with it or did it obviously because listening to the story is kind of like you get to these situations like oh shit i'm here i gotta kind of rise to the occasion was this planned or was this another moment where you're just like well damn i've kind of put myself into another position i gotta excel at um, honestly, nothing was planned, <laughs> you know, from, I love from the jump. Um, but I do remember a conversation in LA with myself, like, if this is what you're about to do, you're about to do this and you're about to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. I did not know how to put together jewelry. Like I bought some backs and glued it on things. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's, okay. that's, that's, <laughs> that was the beginning. That was we the purposely. beginning. So, like, everything growth. is learning. Right. And trust me, jewelry is expensive. So yeah. if you lose a stone, if you break a stone, if you lose a piece, like, you, you might be set back a couple months. You know, like, it's definitely trial and error. Um, when I got to having the shop, I, I absolutely love what I do. I love creating. I love that I am on the fly all the time. Mm-hmm. I love solving people's problems. I know how important jewelry is to people. So I love all that aspect. I think I am at another point where I am pivoting again, however. Um, because, yes, we can do all these things. But now it's just like I'm taking orders. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever you want, I'm taking orders. So now it's becoming more businessy than creative in a way. Okay. And so I've never dropped a collection. I'm, I've been in the game 12 years. I have never dropped one collection. So everything is custom. Everything is custom. Right. And it's cool, right? right? Like I love my customers. I love all that stuff. But it's like, y'all really don't know what's going on in my head. Yeah. You know, and so I'm trying to get to this place while trying to juggle all the things, motherhood and running the shop, but like at some point, y'all need to see like what I got. You know. So that's the next step. So that's the next step. That is that's where we at. So we got. So you finna just get out here and just get into your bag, start creating shit, and just. Oh, that's gonna be up. Yeah, I was just gonna ask that. Like, what's your favorite thing to create, or you know, in the jewelry store? You know, um, I've really been leaning towards engagement rings. Mm-hmm. Um. It's yeah. it's like the trophy, right? And that brings it back to sports. Like sports has been a big part of my life. Like you always want to win the win the, the trophy, the championship. Yeah. So it's engagement rings, but then I also what a lot of people don't know is I want to make championship rings. Really? Ooh, that's fire. Like what about class rings? Class rings too. I was about to say I I didn't get the chip, but I got a class ring, you know. What I mean? Loser. But I would love, I would love that. Like, you know the little book everybody like looks through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I can see that. I oh, want okay. the book. You know? yeah, that's dope. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. So let's let's ask you a question about jewelry. The big question, we're talking about winning championships. We're talking about getting the ring. Uh, it's a lot of ladies out here that just do not have that ring. 
Jesus um, Christ. But we talked about this when I was getting mine. It's, you always think I'm taking shots. It's just a punchline. It's a punchline. But, no, we uh, we talked about this, and a lot of what's stopping a lot of these women from getting their ring. Accountability? No. <laughs> Ignorance. We just don't know what to do. Like, the the process of, like, once you decide, like, or even have, like, an inkling in your mind, like, this is the moment, mm-hmm. you don't know what to do next for real. You just, you know, unless you want to go to, like, Zales or something and get uh, get fucked yeah. off with a, with cloudy diamonds or something, you, you put your – or. You're putting yourself in a bad position. So I went to Meg's. I just knew. I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do this unless like somebody kind of walked me through this. Like, it, yeah. yeah, so it was like going to her, I realized it was so much more about like jewelry, buying, putting together a ring, getting a ring. So what do, to get back to the question I want to ask you, what do you think people, males, should consider, especially when buying an engagement ring? Um, I honestly think, okay, first and foremost, her style, right? I think you always want to know what she's going to like. You do not want her talking stuff behind y'all's back right. <laughs> in the group chat, okay? Yeah. But, so, after chat. you get that style, though, you need to consider your budget. And you can fit probably whatever her style is into whatever your budget is. Um, we did it. We did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> okay. We did. It can be done. It can be done. I think people have this idea like I'm I'm about to spend 50,000, 60,000. No. That can happen too though. It can happen. <laughs> it can definitely happen, but I think there I think people like trick themselves out like it has to be this amount of money that I'm about to put towards the ring. But I think if you really know your woman and you know what her style is, that's going to make her happy. And you can always upgrade. Yeah. Like, at least the foundation is real gold. Like, let's start there. Right. But the stones can be replaceable. Like, you can start with a, a lab diamond or a moissanite or, you know, something that's more mm-hmm. money-friendly for your, for your pockets. But you can switch out that same stone with a real diamond mm-hmm. eventually. So there are, um, we can, yeah, there's, so there's stones that are GIA certified, so they come with certificates, so it, all the, all the facts are on there, it's like a, it's like a VIN number for a car, Mm -hmm. so whatever the facts are for that diamond, like, you can probably swap it out for something else, because then that person, the jeweler, can use that for something yeah. Nah, they don't got those type of <laughs> yeah, they, got, they those got those type of stats. <laughs> Blood diamond. <laughs> but like she said, it's like that was another thing, like like she said, you psych yourself out. Like one, you think you can't afford it. Um, because I mean the prices can be pretty daunting. It can get out of hand really quick. Um, it very much can. But like she said, like you learn early, like it's an investment. So like you're like, okay, you're actually like you're not throwing money into the wind most times. If you're if you're making the right decisions, also explain, huh? Say well with the divorce rate, you might be, but go ahead, my bad. Got to make sure you, yeah. Got to make sure you get it back before she walk out the door. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it depends on the state you're in. You said what? I feel like it depends the state you're in. Hold on, JD saying, are you you saying? Would you take the ring back? Thousand percent. Yes, I feel like yeah. 
don't know. It depends on what she did and why I'm taking it back. It kind of depends on where I'm at in life. I don't think I would. It depends on if you leave me. Yeah, why? Give me my shit. <laughs> she gonna drip you down too, though. You know what I'm saying? It depends the state you in. Yeah, if you get it up, I get dripped down too. Yeah, you gotta once, get I, down. once I once I walk down that aisle okay. and I get me, you can get you a twenty dollar ring. I bet not. Cardi. I need a little something. Yeah, so if you don't get married, just the engagement, the engagement broke, you get the ring back. I would like to have it back. <laughs> I would like to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just being honest. I would is like that, that crazy because I mean I'm ignorant about this. I I'm not even thinking about marrying anybody. Is it? Is this a no I, or go? No, uh, I mean go or no go, Meg. I mean, I honestly I feel like it is a gift. Mm. Um, because back in the day you're presenting this ring like you're about to take care. So of I need to stop being selfish. Right? Yeah, my bad. But if you're Understood. having this mindset, I'm petty. Like I'm gonna take it back if you fuck up. <laughs> Why are we getting married? That's true. That's true. I don't, I'm not. Yeah, he only asked the question. It depends I'm not on what it, it what happened. But yeah, that's a whole different thing. Like if it's some on some crazy, yeah, yeah give me all that. All right. You know? Kiki, she Kiki Palmer. You 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 want it back? No. Okay. No, I, I wouldn't leave Kiki Palmer. <laughs> that was the, that was the closest thing I could get to. It. I could, is that is that? Okay. No, I wouldn't leave Kiki Palmer. I just wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> Now he get now he now he yeah he's in the for what she did you know I, I wouldn't no we did that last week I just wouldn't uh, did it like bro did it but we'd had a conversation she can keep the ring now okay um Mike I know you wanted to talk to her about the the the, the chart oh yeah hold on yes absolutely whatever I think it's a thing now yeah okay. yeah I'm sure Mike got his on don't you. No, I don't. You took it off? No, it's just got to ankle it. I used to. But I, think I used to, too. I had to take it off. It's like the hanging charms <laughs> are a thing. Anklets. Chokers. Guys are wearing chokers. Yeah. Let's I got real. nickel allergies. I don't wear a lot of jewelry. I'm just not really. I'm, I'm just, I mean, you know, I walk in, I'm like, I need some jewelry. But I just don't, I don't do it. Apple Watch. That's it. Yeah. Amber does all the jewelry. She got fucking, uh, I always call me what I. Shit, I can't remember. What did I ask you about that one time? A little bracelet shit. Jade? Jade? No, it was fucking... Them expensive. Oh, Pandora or... No, no. No. What's the name of them? Robert Yerman. David Yerman. David Yerman, yeah. yeah she got all those shit. <laughs> she, yeah. Yeah, she... Robert, David. Wrong guy. Wrong guy. I, yeah, I saw it in my Yeah, head. David Yerman. They, yeah, she ain't in all that shit, bro. So it's like just her and like seeing how much the shit costs and like I keep having to kind of come out of my pocket for I'm like, I want some jewelry. No, I don't like those. Though. I seen them. It's kind of a little how too flimsy. How do you guys feel about bust down watches? I think it's a lot. Opposed to the original. I think I'm a, I'm a plain guy. Yeah. It just depends. Just I gotta have me probably one or two. If I <laughs> He's flash. Yeah, yeah, just have like one or two, and then the rest, you know, original. Yeah, I just need. Nah, I go plain. I like it okay. subtle. Cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm literally basic. So when I buy a watch, I'm wearing <laughs> that shit. He's a basic every basic. day. So I need a watch I can throw on every day, and it's going, it's going to last me with like whatever outfit I throw on. I don't have to switch like the one. I like metal bands. I'm a little, uh, I'm aggressive, so I like to. I need the metal band. It's probably you, you're right, JD. Is it? <laughs> I like the metal. It just seems like it's just a lot more. 
Maybe you're right. Whatever, guys. It's your preference. I don't, it's your I don't preference. know shit about jewelry. It's your preference. Not like that. Okay. So, look, I have five pieces right here that I looked up on my notes. Chain go or no-go, would you uh, rock these chains? Okay. Okay. I'm just going to pass them to you. All right. Who chain is this, Mike? This first one is uh, Travis Scott's. First is Travis Scott, yes. bust down with enamel. Do you got, can you do a close-up? I'll, I'll, yeah. it'll, it'll go on the screen. Gonna, it'll go okay, on the screen. Well, okay. Put the chains on the screen. Yeah, the so, chains are on the screen as, at this point. I personally Allegedly. hate, no, I'm not going to say hate, but I don't like enamel mm-hmm. on chains. Okay. And I don't know what, what's going on with that character. That's so. really a weak-ass chain, Mike. I don't know why you- He just love Travis Scott. Travis that's Scott, but that's one of the weakest. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the weakest chains. It's just anything Travis Scott do. Who's the next? Oh, yeah, that's my dog. This is the next one right here. Tia, Tia uh, what's it, Kareem? Yeah, I can't. I don't know if it's Corey. Skiggy, Skiggy Legend with the with the um, Kirby chain. She like, eh. how you feel about I this know chain? This was a Tuskegee person. She went to Tuskegee. She's she only there for like a semester. Yeah, um, a year. I think a year. Yeah, I don't like it. I don't, don't like, like it. it. What's wrong with like it? Is it you don't just don't like? Kirby? He likes it. He likes it. So likes these it. character puffy chains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, like. It's probably going to be popular maybe for a year or two, but then you're going to want to sell it. That's is it, my opinion. Yeah, because I'm sure Gucci don't wear the iced out Bart anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm sure. He, yeah. He's way past that. The clone yeah. Gucci don't wear that shit. <laughs> Ice Spice. Yeah, who we got? Ice Spice. Yeah. When I saw that, I thought of Ice Spice chain. Like, she's going to want to get rid of that, too. Ice yeah. Spice thick as hell. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Okay. It's Bradley face this weekend. So I, I seen hella pictures. I'm a fan of a Miami Cuban. Okay. I honestly feel like a Miami Cuban is an investment, especially if you have a solid and you have a certain amount of gram weights. I think that is, it's good. You can trim it down. You can add to it. This is Jay Z right here. This is yeah. Jay Z. Oh, the and then he the also big. has the Jesus piece on. I guess that's a classic. I don't like any f- Jesus pieces though. Crosses are Jesus pieces. That's not. You don't love yeah. God. That's What's so, wrong with you? I love the Lord. That's so 1995. <laughs> you don't love but God. Something about wearing something about like wearing a cross seems like wearing a, a electric chair to me. Yes. Tell me like, how. That's the vibes I get. I, I don't get the correlation. He died on the cross. He died oh, on the cross. Somebody. Okay. They put him on there, right? right? That was in his. Choice. That's fair. Yeah. You know? So that's you feel like that's just not a way to honor. I don't you know? think it's a. I don't think it's an honor. The Jesus piece, cool, but do is that what Jesus looked like? No. Mm-hmm. I fuck with that. You know. So Jay Z in the in the last one we got over here. Who was that? OVO. Drake. Yeah. Drake. Oh, the OVO. Yeah, of he course. A, he bought a hundred and twenty thousand dollar OVO chain. It's an owl, it's an yeah, owl, owl. but it's yeah. colorful. Yeah. I like the owl. I don't know about the colorful joints, though. You don't like colorful pieces? So you don't like any of six. <clears throat> she shit on all your pieces but one, Mike. She's, <laughs> I just want to get a different you know, variety, you know? You, you got to put some classic pieces in there. You got all these eccentric yeah, you pieces. Know, you know, today's game, they got different colors and stuff, you know, but with these you know rappers. What? It's the chain, too, that they're pairing it with. Like mm. this little, I think that would be called like a paper link or a, a huge cable link chain. Mm-hmm. With the stones, like that's gonna make a lot of noise when it moves. Mm. It's gonna get. They hear it in the booth. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, like, no. Yeah, I need, I need jury that's gonna be pretty quiet when I move. I need to be able to. Yeah, (laughs) some of the rappers like that in the booth, and you know they, you know, rapping. I mean, 
everybody like. I mean, this is Gotti. They wanted to say trying to get robbed. Yeah, trying to be. And it's hollow though when you're moving it. That sounds corny to me. Okay. Okay. I can see that. Slick Rick. Yeah. Yeah. So who so who are some people in in I guess entertainment or TV whatever in chain history? Yeah, who who are some of your favorite people in the jury they wear? Because I like LeBron. I think LeBron wears some of the yes. fireest pieces. I like for real of across the board from shoes to suits, but his jury be off the chain. He threw the choker on this past weekend at the ESPYS. Had the world going crazy, but like she just said, it's here. I don't be paying attention to him. He's short. He's sure. I can't wear none of the shit he wears. It's like, why? I don't think jewelry. Just, just get a bigger size, Cam. <laughs> no, bro. You cannot. Short people and tall people wear totally different, like, shit. Bro. That shirt you're wearing comes in an extra large and a small, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and a small. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> but who do you. <laughs> who do you like as far as, like, fashion, especially from the jewelry perspective and, like, fashion and. Yeah, it's cool. Um, that was wise, I do like Pharrell's style. Um, I'm a fan of uh, Greg Yuna. You guys know Greg Yuna? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's a designer in New York. Okay. Um, his phrase is the cleanest, and he does make pretty, like, clean jewelry. Um, who else? I like people that know how to, like, Pile it on to like Iris Apple. Who is that? She's like an old lady. She's like ninety <laughs> years old. She's a fashion icon. Iris, what's the last name? Apple. I think it's A-P-F-E-L. Oh, A-P-F-E-L. Jury. Oh, she looks like she got swag. Um, early on, I was a fan of Melody um, Asani. She made pieces that were similar to my style when I first started out. So. I didn't see anybody else designing like that, so it kind of like inspired me. She, yeah, she be going. Yeah, she she go crazy. Cruella Deville. She oh, do yeah. like Cruella Deville, oh, yeah. or like uh, the little engineer from The Incredibles. Uh, yeah, I need to Can't call. So you Miranda. like people? Miranda. Okay, so it's, so multiple like a lot of chains is okay. Is that because I see a lot of rappers they just put on like ten chains? That's okay. Is that is that cool in twenty twenty three? I think so. My thing is like proportions. Like I think it's cool to wear a lot, but like mix it up. So like you could have like thin bands and like a couple thick bands on mm-hmm. your, on your hands. As far as bracelets, I think that's cool for dudes too to kind of mix and match. Um, okay. Even if it's like leather pieces or like stone pieces. And, okay. And chains, I think that's cool. Necklaces, I love a stack, like layers. Yeah. Okay. Levels. Hey, different lengths. Kind of fit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's not it, is it? What does that say? <laughs> what are you doing? She's like, what are you doing? What? She just, look, look, he's like, look, you're not supposed to say all this out loud. You're supposed to judge the piece and pass the phone. <laughs> but if you wait for <laughs> Yikes. 
We won't. We, he, he's probably pissed during COVID. Oh, he got rid of. <laughs> I get it. He got rid of. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay, I get it. Well. I don't like how he's standing there. I don't think I know who that is. I, think I don't know him. That's why I'm going to talk about it. of it being like side to side. Let's tell him don't watch this show. Just, don't send him the link this time. Okay, let's see. We got more. <laughs> so why are you okay. looking at this? This this is the last question I got for you, Meg. Yes. Oh, yeah. Not the. When not is the it okay to wear fake jewelry? Or is it ever okay? There's levels. So if it's anything that's plated, no, because it's about to turn in two days. Okay. Nothing um, plated. If it's silver and it has like CZ or moissanite, I think it's okay, but also like taking consideration like how big it is. You're getting paid by the gram for silver. Mm-hmm. So like people that get huge bust down silver, like you're still paying five, six thousand dollars for it. So like you might as well. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like, um, and silver is also soft, so like the prongs are gonna open up. You're you're gonna lose your stone. Oh. Um, you don't wanna lose that stone. You don't wanna lose yeah. your stone. I mean it's easily replaceable if you're using a cheaper stone, but it's just like you're you're putting up that many thousands for it to just fall apart. It's not worth it. So where do um, you where's the oh keep going. Keep going giving us the facts. But I will say, like a lot of these music videos, they're Fake jewelry. Mm-hmm. They're definitely pulling fake pieces, and that I think that's part of the system because when you see somebody rapping with that certain piece, you're like, "Yes, I want that." So you go to your jeweler and you buy the real piece, mm-hmm. and that man's not going to wear that piece tomorrow. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So, where do you? Where are you able to cut corners? Would you rather see somebody cut corners on the metal, or would you see somebody rather cut corners on the stone? Um, I think metal. Don't cut corners um, because gold is an investment. It's always fluctuating. Like, you know, in the beginning of when I started working with gold, it's probably, it's up. You know, mm-hmm. like something that I made you back then, it's going to cost you a couple grand more today mm-hmm. to make it. Um, and then if you ever got in a bind and you needed to, like, melt some stuff down, sell it down, like you could get a, a good amount of that's why you gotta get that ring back, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He ain't playing. I'm not. I'll change my resume mid show. I did want it back. Thing, no, I don't a want ring that. is gonna probably weigh four to five grams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can shoot that. I need a ring. I need a couple. So, I need to get. So something like that, eventually the stone, the stone you know, mm-hmm. because you can, you can play with that. You can either like trade up mm-hmm. or trade or sell it to somebody else because don't just find stones that are like in perfect condition mm-hmm. or that you can trace back to royalty or like stones get deep now like mm-hmm. you could trace back a stone that came from a certain somebody uh, so, okay okay anything else before we before we I know Mike you wanted to talk about the Mike Mike swear he got VVs I'm like, Uh-oh. nah, VVs. I was doing my research. I was like, the VVs and the VBS is not, it's not like a huge difference. Um, I mean, it's, it, there's a scale, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a whole color scale. So it's from like, 
if you had it on a white sheet of paper, like there's some very like black spe- speckled stones, yellow, and it goes all the way to white. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not like that versed in stone just off the top of my head, but like you could cut corners with color. So like if you're getting a stone set in yellow gold, you could get a more yellow stone because you can't tell in the yellow mm-hmm. gold and then you'll be saving money right. that way um as far as like the vvs like it goes from like what you can see with the naked eye mm-hmm. so like let's say you look at a stone and it looks perfect to the naked eye like that's a very good quality mm-hmm. but there's some stones you can see a scratch or you can see an inclusion yeah, just from looking at it and you know that's like a si like mm-hmm. type of stone that's that's what I learned um, looking on the internet. You go on the Zales and all these fucking websites, man. You you're not gonna get high quality diamonds, man. Yeah. Not not if you buying the shit like straight off like the website. Yeah. No. No. Straight from Zales is like we have a sale on um diamond engagement rings this week. You about to get some shitty diamonds, bro. That's what I, I did learn sitting with you. Um, Listening to rap songs, man, you, you everybody want to go get the VVs, but it's like, yeah. Oh no, that, that was two hours ago. You, she's, she's, you are you gonna rap for us where we go? No bars, no bars. I don't know if I got any. Oof. <laughs> shots are fired. I got something for you. We got. We got. Hey. We got, hey. we got some instrumentals. In Come here. on, we got instrumentals now. Listen, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do that shame, but I did used to mm-hmm. write I'll... when I was pregnant. I wrote plenty of diss records. Hey, <laughs> oh, I, hear that. I got you on the And then I recorded in the studio and locked up in my. You got it. Okay. In the okay. In the dungeon. Okay. That's what. We making a diss track next month. Fuck with a diss track. Yeah. That's my favorite type of track. Hey. <laughs> Anything else, man, we got before we get out of here, man? Uh, I'm just going to say, man, why, why the boys come up with their last little questions. I appreciate you coming through today. Um, the journey is, uh, we got a different journey today. A lot of people um, we've spoken to recently kind of didn't have the path that you had. So I want people to listen to this story and, and realize like they're uh, 99,000 ways to get it. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to this story, you realize you just got to go out there. And first and foremost, you got to get it, man. Like, you got to go out there, see what you want, and just go attack it every day. So if you left me with nothing after this show, I know I just got to go a little bit harder than I've been going because ain't no fucking excuses. Absolutely. There's none. And trust me, I've been there plenty of times where you just want to, like, Stop. I just need something consistent. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're a parent. You're like, but that's usually when you turn it up. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like there's something on the other side of that. Right. Pay attention, y'all. You paying attention? Okay. Mike, you, you got anything else? Oh, oh no. Just thank you for coming. I learned a lot. And uh, yeah, keep grinding, y'all. This is amazing. I am. As far as like the label chains, top three, la- yeah, top top three label chains of all time. Okay, I like All Money In. That's a great. Ooh, one. That's we, a good one. we didn't even get that one on. Yeah, that one on the list. That's a um, good one though. 
I like OPM Dom. Oh yeah, she's get this West Coast shit out of here. These are all fire ass chains too. Yeah, that's fire. That is the OPM chain is fire. And all money in Shane. That's two for two. I'm fucking with it. <laughs> of course. Mike, you got to put these on top, too. This is hard. Um, I would say a Rockefeller just That's, because it's so classic. That is definitely classic. Like you, you want one of those. Yeah. 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 So we got. That's a good three. All money in, OPM, and the Rock. Yes, sir. Yeah. Let's get it, man. Other people's money. Has Ben's podcast, episode seven. Megan Gilchrist in the building. We got Twan. We got Mike. We got JP. D. I mean, not JP. JD. JD. Bo Dilly. Yeah. We got somebody named JP on the team, too. So it's Justin. That's what I said. We have Justin in the background. <laughs> producing, you know, getting us right, man. So, shout out to everybody. Shout out to Megs, man. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the grinders, man. Shout out to the hustler, man. Hustlers and um, and shout out to the future hustlers that are currently being lazy, and you're gonna learn from this. Yeah, man, listen, get off your ass and go fucking get it. We out. You feel me? Find that Kaya finisher.